Uduwasha city, where the sun is a mirror and the moon a shadow. 800 years ago, the gates of death were broken by the Emperor Immortal. The five key bearers, however, had already unlocked them and walked right through. It is in Uduwasha city they dwell. Now, the ghost field breathes next to our reality, lit by the eternal flame of the well of Udu. It is a second skin, a place where thought and will struggle against gravity and light. In other places, the dead congregate in the ghost field, but in Uduwasha, the well city, the hell city, they fall straight into the flames. See its glittering districts, Chitichpur, where the rich plot to buy the horizon, Bundavest, where the refugees of two different nations flock, and Pasarhantu, the vertical maze of market and murder. And here is Udepath, where the ceaseless temple resides. Its inhabitants, a family, a snake, and a god. The temple has stood since before the gods of this world were forgotten. Watch as it turns the wheels of revolution. Welcome to Desperate Retune, an actual play podcast about people who take risks so they can survive against the odds. Well, hi. Uh, welcome back to Desperate Retune and our current campaign of Blades in the Dark called A Candle Ablaze, set in the city of Uduwasha. I'm Tree, or Saumitri, I'm your GM, and I will be running this game for you today. My name is Emma, I am playing Joan, a retired ghost fighter, and I use she, her pronouns. Hi, I'm Chloe. In real life, my name is Zohab, and I'm a he, him, and I'm playing Miras Chakraborty, the crew's leech, who is an engineer turned cult leader. I'm Prince, he, him, I play Vickers, a roof baller and Miras's wife. I'm Soap, I play Abbas, the religious scholar, and uh, pain in Miras's side. And um, yeah, my pronouns are he and him. Oh, I actually forgot my pronouns, which are all of them. Um, I really don't care. Hi, everyone. This is Prince with a recap of last week's episode. In the previous episode of A Candle Blaze, we saw the temple congregated breakfast to discuss the way forward. We met Zadjidan, the former head priest of the Ceaseless Temple, and we learned a little more about the Skovlander refugees. And when we left off, the whole crew was just on their way to talk with a giant snake that lives in our basement. It seems His Majesty is not altogether pleased with the performance of Uncle Abbas and his unwillingness to take part in revolution. So Miraz, like, how do you, how are you looking for the snake? Like, I mean, is there some process? Are you just wondering? Do you summon it? Like, what is going on? Uh, I would go to the ritual sanctum, mm. the heart of the temple. Okay. This is not the public altar. This is the locked off part, or at least the lock, aside from all the parts that we have no access to ourselves, yeah. uh, which we are excavating, of course. Yeah. So I go there. Um, hmm. Do we have an idea for what this place looks like? I'm imagining, yeah, I'm imagining kind of like a sort of like stepwell, yeah, uh, sort of thing. Well, not, but like nowhere near that deep, really. Uh, it used to be full of water. Um, there's, okay, no, let me reconsider. So it's a stepwell, 
Um, and it goes down, like, you know, there's the there's there's the well and so on. There's the, there's the stairs. You go down for a while, and then it seems to kind of just break off, you know, like, uh, like you know, there's been some sort of, like, architect, like, some sort of, like, natural disaster or something, and, like, the bottom of it is broken off. And but instead of like peering down into a hole that leads to the city itself underneath, what we see is a hole that seems to lead to nothing. Suddenly, you walk down and there's just void. Uh, I think, and everyone is really, really well instructed to not try to just walk down into the void. Yes, don't do that. No. Um, there is a legend that. In fact, um, at the, not at the bottom of the void, but if you see, look into it and you are blessed or you are very lucky, you will see like the, the embers of a dancing flame. Um, but maybe that's just like some crossover from the well legend and your legend, right? Like who knows? Yeah. So I think I'm going to stay at the lip of this, this, uh, the step wall, mm -hmm. and I'm going to stare down into the abyss. Mm -hmm. And you know, usually the idea is that you sit there and you look at it until the snake's like, "Yeah, okay, I'm bored. I'll come up and talk to you." Yeah, and I think surprisingly, um, it takes almost no time at all. I think the snake comes up. Like you, you look down. Maybe a moment passes, and you hear a hiss. And it's not like the snake emerges from the darkness. It is like the darkness itself becomes a snake, as if it's folding into a slithering, serpentine, scaly figure. And the only thing that differentiates it from the void is the slight sheen of scales reflecting a light that does not exist. There is no light that should be hitting those scales, and yet it does, right? And it, you hear, again, its voice in your head, um, because it does not speak using its mouth. And it says, uh, has my head priest finally come to visit? Yes, I have. Uh, he was about to say, your majesty, but then he stops himself in the nick of time. And then he remembers uh, how to address it and says, yes, I have come, uh, your, actually, no, uh, what do we think the proper term of address for this is? I think the proper term of address is eternal one. That's my vote. All yes. right. Okay. So yeah, uh, Miraz remembers that as he kind of like visibly stumbles and falls a few times as like what to say. And it probably just looks at him judgmentally. And then he just looks up and says, I have come, Eternal One. I've come. As you know, I am... There's no point hiding it from you, yes? I am a reluctant servant. I was not trained for this. I do not wish to let you down. I do not wish to let the family down, but... I am learning. And I suppose I have avoided you because of that reason. It makes it all too real. But you must know all this. You must, you've known me all my life, have you not? 
and you have chosen me, though I do not know why. Oh, Miraz. I choose those whom I know are ready. And they do not realize they are ready sometimes for decades. But I do not make mistakes. And I have chosen you because you, out of everybody of whom I could have chosen, exemplifies what this temple is about. You look forward. You are growing. In you is the revolution towards perfection. Do you doubt that? I think as uh, Miraz is complimented by the snake, uh, that he can't help but kind of smile a little bit and like you know feel good. It's like, okay, yeah, uh, I thought this, you know, uh, I'm talking to a snake, an avatar of a god, uh, a giant snake that emerges from a dark hole in the ground. Um, but you know, it it's right. Uh, I am a forward-thinking, rational human being. Uh, this is great. And then he says the word revolution and then there's a kind of frown of like oh, i don't i don't want to i don't i don't want to go that far right and then he says i suppose is is this why you did not choose my uncle abbas do you find him inadequate in some way oh abbas did you know that the last time abbas committed what he regards to be a sin against this temple was 35 years ago? 35 years of nothing but hewing to every rule. I do know this. He goes on about it all the time every time I make mistakes. Indeed. Tell me, Miraz, how can Abbas help lead us towards the future when he is so careful, so particular, so meticulous? Perfect. If he's already perfect, then he has nothing left to strive for, does he? Well, I would not call him perfect. Yes, and neither would I. Can this be, can this be the point where we yeah, end? Yeah, I the think scene? this is a good yes. point for you to enter the scene. <laughs> so, did Joan did Joan come along? Did we like catch her in the corridors and pull her with us? Do you think? Yes, she is like <laughs> something after the like uh-huh. very brisk walk of the two of you. Uh, yes. going, going like, well, I, I think that uh, actually Miras was talking to his majesty already. Should we not let him have that moment? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and then I think Vickers just barges in and goes, oh, Miras, excellent. There you are. Oh, I needed to have words with you too. She says, looking up at the snake. Have you met, uh... met it before? I don't think I have. And I also think that this is a character moment for Vickers where she doesn't even flinch. Like, people have told her there's a big snake and she's just accepting it. There's just. Excellent. Yeah. yeah it's a snake. It's big. It checks out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm planning on picking up Iron Will, FYI. So, like, <laughs> yes, is... Right, yeah. Vickers is not easily faced. Yes. I think Abbas, like, uh, burst in also kind of, like, indignantly, but uh, upon actually seeing the avatar of the god that he does genuinely worship, he's a bit like, what am I doing? <laughs> but he's also here, and now uh, he can't really yes. back Why out. Why are you all here? <laughs> yes. And he, I was like, um, uh, Well, it appears that uh, uh, Vickers takes the takes charge. He just, like, steps down towards Miras. He goes, well, it appears that there's been some sort of misunderstanding between Uncle Abbas and His Majesty, and I thought I should come down and settle it. Now, I realize... 
Yes, what what did you say? It was like, don't call it, and then he kind of just stops himself. I, because, <laughs> yeah, Vickers, who has no idea how to formally address this. Well, last night, after Uncle Abbas quite commendably, I must say, brought back this ancient book and took care of it and read it, there was, I understand it, a complaint. And the Genix indignantly at everyone in the yeah. room. And I think this <laughs> is the moment, and I think Joan... <laughs> Maybe this is one of the first times that you see the snake, not in the, in the caring um, and protective way that it normally regards you, but like now much more dangerous, right? And much more, um, much more like divine in a way. Uh, as Vikas as, uh, is speaking, it says, um, so is this your wife? Miraz, Est is uh, yes. singular. Tell me, young one, what complaints do you come bearing that Abbas himself cannot voice to me? Uh, she says, like, well, I admit I don't know the specific details of the matter, but he claimed that you were wroth with him, upset, angry even, and I think that's quite unfair of you. He has been nothing but devoted to this temple for 35 years. And that's just since his last mistake. She says pointedly, yeah. being very proud of Abbas's track record. Yeah, I think uh, because um, as you see, as you look into this god, and you can tell me if you think this is too harsh, but I do think you'll have to roll to resist this because it's a little, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, got yeah. Absolutely. I think like what it is, I'm, I'm absolutely going yeah, to Okay, Because what it is um, intent on doing is impressing upon you exactly what you are fucking with, right? So... Uh-huh. I think, I think I will understand it to some yeah. degree, but I'm going to resist to handle it in my Excellent. own way. And I roll a four, so I take yeah, some stress. Okay. And I think that... And uh, yes, I think what happens here, if yeah, I may, no, if I yeah. may say it, is that Vickers gets some understanding for you know the power and the hierarchy involved, yeah. and that she is in fact behaving inappropriately, and so she will be slightly embarrassed, yeah. and that's the like she's not afraid or anything, but she does realize she has committed a faux yeah. pas and, and feels kind of bad about that. And I think that. the resistance on the other side, what it accomplishes, is that you are in fact willing to be defiant, which once more is more than Abbas is willing to do, right? Um, uh -huh. And I think yes. that the the snake sees you and like sees you like refuse to flinch and like is in fact a bit like amused that you don't feel any fear but you feel embarrassment like what a concept um, and then in the way that like predator snakes can it immediately shifts its gaze right like it loses interest in you and locks on to a bus and says, um, so, do you have any grievances, Abbas, or...? Uh, Abbas, like, immediately gets into the, um, you know, the kneeling position of uh, respect that says, uh, not, uh, you're, you're the eternal one, uh, not a complaint as such, but I believe there may have been something of, uh, perhaps an administrative error. Miraz, you, you are forced to recall that only moments ago, the snake asked you whether you thought it made mistakes. And I think it 
looks down at Abbas and says, tell me Abbas, this book that was brought to our temple, what do you think is important about it? What does it offer us in our journey? Ooh, remind me what was in the book again. Um, so far as you could tell, no. like, you couldn't decipher much of it, but there was, it was both basically like mm. an old text, like there was lore in it, right? Um, about like what the, right. what it used, what the cult used to be like and so on. Okay. I'm gonna, Abbas is gonna take some time to think of an answer that he thinks will be the correct one. Mm. The one that the state yeah, wants to yeah, hear. Yeah. This is of course. Yeah. And I think in your own ways, the rest of you, as Abbas is thinking this, you can feel the snake's attention now on each of you because Abbas is not being interesting, right? And like, as we have also discussed, the snake is kind of like a big cat. Um, and so while Abbas is kind of like hemming and hoing, it turns to each of you. Oh, I thought it was going to be a study rule or something to like remember something. Oh, no, no, important. yeah, it is. I'm just like kind of um, putting in some flavor, sorry. It right, turns okay. to each of you as if to say, right. um, you cannot stand, like you've come here, you have appeared in the Sanctum Sanctorum, and you are asking something of the snake, and therefore you must also like be ready to have an answer, right? Abbas, I think this is unfortunately a desperate role. Um, you are in the Sanctum Sanctorum of your God, you are accusing it of having made a mistake. And I think that to find something that you can do or you have found out, uh, that's something you can do. You spent all night doing it. But I, don't, I think there, there are potentially very dire consequences on the line. I think, I think in this moment, Joan's like, connection that she has to mm -hmm. the snake uh, in a more like, friendly or, or amicable way um, can, can help in mm -hmm. the role. Um, yeah, and she. I think what she does is she's going to like, as the as the servants' uh, attention is moving back and forth, she takes a small step forward um, and asks asks, "Eternal one, the tone that was brought, it was brought with the the idea that we would understand what it meant immediately, but the people that brought it to us." pulled it from its original context and they knew very little. We would be very grateful for your wisdom if you have more insight into what it was. And I guess this like kind of appeasing giving giving context is how she yes, says that makes sense. And you do your vice is literally reading snakeskin, right? So I uh -huh. also imagine that perhaps what is happening is and you can tell me if this is not true, but I feel like you may be even like reaching out to stroke it because that is the familiarity you have with it, which almost nobody else has, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so Miraz, cousin Joan is touching your, your, your god uh, very casually. This is not a problem. Miraz, you have, sorry, Abbas, you have a, uh, an assist die. And yeah, I think study makes sense here. Right. Saying what just received. Oh, desperate, desperate standard. Desperate, of course. Oh boy. This would be a good role not to get a one to three on. Mm -hmm. Well, here goes nothing. Oh, yes. There we so go. So mark your desperate XP. Um, 
Nice. You got yes. six, right? It was a one, a six, yep. and a four. Yeah. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that with a six, you can tell me what it is you think you found. Like what, like one thing in that book that you think is undeniably important to your cult. Ooh, okay. Okay. So it's got to be something, I guess, we haven't established. I guess we haven't actually established in, in this actual, like in the two sessions, what it is that the cult is actually about. I think that we are about like changes yeah. in time, right? Because we worship mm -hmm. a time god. Yeah, so, so it's like something, but that's a very, very wide, wide theme that can be. Yeah, yeah like so far, it appears to be revolution. Yeah, I was gonna say that. I was. I'm gonna lean into Alvas's past as a, you know, his uh, sketchy past, and say, and you know, he'll say that, you know, this is about uh, what what's important to our cult is revolution to take down the existing powers because uh, when uh, society stratifies, it also stagnates. Right. So that's the uh, that's a big part of our cult is to destroy uh, uh hierarchies in society we are snake worshiping anarchists Excellent. Very good. okay yes <laughs> amazing i guess we now know why we're going to be going on a bunch of criminal heists <laughs> i think um yeah i think as you so do you say this or is it like is it, like are you relating an account of something that happened in the past or is it more like philosophical or like what are you saying in this moment? I yeah. think philosophical. Uh, can I can I suggest what specifically you find that's interesting? So, sure. just uh, are you looking for any kind of information or like something specific sort of thing? Well, the snake asks, like, you know, what is it about? What is what do I think is important about the cult, right? So um, then I say, well, well, this is this is the thing mm -hmm. uh, that is important, and it's something like that. Abbas, as I've said, has not actually been doing much, yeah. right? He's he's. Uh, he, he doesn't actually do much, practically speaking, right? So that could also lead into why the snake's upset. Like, you know, Abbas, you, you've kind of lost your way. Yeah, I mean, like, you you, yeah. you used to be doing this, and then, like, yeah, it's been a long time since you have. But yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah, I think, like, the you remember this mantra, sort of, that's in the book. And it basically says that things age, things die, and new things are born that eat from the old things corpse and this is the cycle of it and when nothing immortality is stasis immortality is decay and when you arrive at a society that does not change then it simply covers the festering underneath it's unattributed um it you know can be like multiple sorts of like uh, interpretation Usually people just, you know, read it as like some sort of like a statement about like revolution in general. Uh, but I think a lot of people also interpret it as something very targeted towards the immortal empire who rules the world. Yes, of course. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm. Abbas, Abbas is going to kill the empire. <laughs> yeah. I think um, yeah. as you recite this, uh, the snake almost sighs in pleasure, right? It's like um, listening to a song that you have not heard for a long time that you used to be really fond of, right? Um, and then the snake mm -hmm. says, um, and tell me of us, 
when was the last time you truly took part in such a revolution? Um, Abbas is gonna is gonna be a little defensive. It's like I, I, but but he knows the truth. Like he know he knows he doesn't do it. But just to defend, like I, I, I've been I've I've been reading uh, a lot, and you know I've been I've been reading a lot, and I've been write I've been writing some of my thoughts down. I have some notes um, that I I think you know if I find a good publisher, uh, I, I'll be able to excite uh, Abbas. Wait, uh, I, I'm sorry, your your eternal one, but. I I must also interrupt. What revolution uh, was that? And did I was that a dig against the 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 emperor himself in there? Uh, I I just thought I'd be taking care of people's problems and looking after them and offering shelter as opposed to what Scovlander royalty is was a stretch for me. But what is this like? Us dedicated towards upsetting the balance of civilization itself. I think the snake. What? I th- I think Abbas is also giving Miraz a quizzical look because half of the Abbas's like lectures to Miraz have been yeah, about this, yeah. and is like, wait, you haven't been yeah. paying it. You haven't like, been paying attention this whole time. He he's like about to have a full on panic attack because like you know it's one thing for Abbas to keep going on about like yes we must oust the foreigners yes uh, we must be like the cobra and uh, and throw away foreigners yeah. that's what cobras do uh, <laughs> and another thing for the god himself to be like yes yeah. revolution but I think in fact uh, the snake yeah. uh, turns to you Miraz and says um, Abbas's journey is not yours yes. We have always been a cult of great change. But your father, your father was a priest of great change and his change was very different to yours. And as I did not ask you to become the head priest so that you might lead Uduasha into some great revolution against the demon princes and the immortal emperor. Though, were you to do that, certainly you would be a luminary among the flamed serpent and its acolytes that you cannot hew to a principle and refuse to act on it. And Abbas knows I mean exactly what I say. Do you not? Vickers, I think, cuts in at this point. He says, ah, now I understand perfectly. You're talking about sports. <laughs> yeah. And there's a, a long pause. <laughs> and he goes, what? When someone throws you the ball, you run with it. Simplest principle imaginable. And I think the snake says, um, and if you stand still with the ball for too long, someone punches you in the face and takes it away from you. Yes? Right. Right. Yes, exactly. Miras is just surprised the snake knows the principles. You would be surprised what the snake knows, I think. Uh, Abbas needs to... uh, Abbas is just going to say, and of course, Miras, sometimes you have to pass the ball. Hmm? And just (laughs) respond himself. And I think the snake at this point has become bored, right? And it coils once more, hisses, uh, and says, I am glad to have met my high priest. I'm certainly glad to have met his beautiful bride. And I hope, Abbas, that you will heed my words rather than imagine that I have, what was it you said, made some kind of clerical mistake. So it is true that it is the first spark of defiance I have seen from you in a very long time. I trust you will not attempt such a poor error again. Uh, no, of, of course not. 
Yeah, Abbas is going back to like, you know, when, when he's, I think Abbas is like usually trying to be very domineering, but there are these times when, you know, where it's his older brother or this, he kind of just becomes almost like a little boy and he's looking down at the ground. He's like, yes, of course, Eternal One, I, uh, I will take what you said to heart. And I don't even think the snake responds. I think as you say this, uh, it is already, it is not slithering back into the void, right? Like, in fact, it is, there is a passageway um, in a part of the step well that was not there before and will not be there in a second, right? It slithers in and what was stone, which became void, once more becomes stone. And you know that, like, your audience is an end. Mira's kind of... Uh looks at the retreating form of the snake, kind of blinks, turns to the others and says, well, revolution, huh? And then he looks at Joan. Cousin Joan informs me that we have Scotland royalty under our roof at the moment. Is is this the sort of revolution we're interested in? Royalty? Vickers looks in surprise at Joan. Like, is this true? Yes, it's... That is what we were talking about yesterday. Yeah, Abbas is, I think, some the wheels are turning. Like, Skovlander royalty in our temple? Mm-hmm. Well, naturally, we must... And then he kind of looks at, looks at the step wall to make sure the snake isn't there and listening. So naturally, we must uh, avoid this as much as possible and wish them all the best for their future endeavors as we send them away somewhere safe. Yes, Miraz, I'll be wishing them the best indeed. Uh, as the most senior member of, of this temple, I, I haven't really had a chance to talk to them one-on-one. I should go, I should go speak to them soon. Uh, and I think Abbas is going to try to uh, get, some, get the ball rolling here. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I think after uh, this, the conversation with the the snake and now the opportunity just presents itself yeah, all right that's <laughs> uh, they r- remind me they did not want nope, to lead any nope, sort of nope. revolution they, no, no, they do like, a, a okay, has everybody to wants us to do this we just want uh-huh. to hang out please oh so, yeah uh-huh. good well we'll solve this uh i think the, the last thing i want to add in this scene for vickers is that she will turn to miras and uh, take his hand and look still sort of awkward and be like Oh dear, I'm sorry. I I let my temper get away with, with myself. I I'm so sorry for embarrassing you in front of your superior. I hope you can forgive me. <laughs> no, it's it's fine. Do you do you feel well? And then he kind of like looks at you because, like you know, Abbas didn't feel very well yet last night. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, I'm absolutely fine. I just uh, well, it just seemed to me an injustice. That is all. I never could stand uh-huh. such things. Yes. I am surprised it knows about Roofball. <laughs> Quite right. <laughs> that hadn't even occurred to Vickers. The implications are staggering. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I guess what? Next scene is Abbas, or do we kind of want to skip? No, I think we have to convince them to get, in, get involved. Yeah, right 100% you'll have to convince to them um, to get involved in literally anything. Yeah. Possibly also Joan. Yeah. Mm. And I think Miraz is kind of like, what, 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 what? I mean, okay, sure, uh, I guess, in this situation, so he doesn't need to be convinced. Very good. 
I think uh, I think Joan is somewhat swayed by the by the conversation that we just had with the sneak. And before she will leave the step well, she just like gaze down into the void and mumble an opportunity for growth. So is this what you meant? And I guess there is no response and she just like makes tends to follow the rest. Uh, I just realized. So it doesn't really make sense for Miras to be like, okay, let's lead this covenant revolution. So I think what he's going to do, and if this if this if this is okay with everyone else, mm-hmm. that he's going to go off and talk to Morosim about getting the hive to get them removed. And I think this will be very funny if he has his F if the hive shows up while we're trying to do something else. Yes. Very good. Yeah, absolutely. That- we will yeah. evoke they are our they are our rivals or enemies, so they can absolutely interfere in the score. And I'm glad that you are making this happen. Yes, excellent. So I'm going to get our rivals involved. Um, uh-huh. And uh, Abbas is going to pers- try to persuade them. I, should that be a scene of Abbas persuading the, the refugees? I think so, because um, it's not that Abbas is like... Um, I guess Abbas's head space is like, okay, he, he's just been told about... Um, mm-hmm. Like you know, by the snake that okay, he he he's kind of lost his way, and now like he knows what he has to do, right? In his mind, he's like, yeah, like mm-hmm. you know, I, he he just doesn't know why he stopped, and now I guess maybe he's not gonna like fully like convince them in a Machiavellian kind of way, like oh, oh you should do my bidding, but more of a conversation with someone who might know where he's coming from, mm-hmm. right? So what's uh, what are the the Scovlanders doing? Where are they? I think the Scovlanders are in fact at the moment having a uh, fairly genial conversation with Zajidan, um, because Zajidan has gone to find them, and upon discovering that they are bathing, will wait for them to finish bathing, invite them to breakfast, and then feed them a very traditional Uduwasha breakfast, which is. Uh, probably like some kind of uh, chapati and like a chickpea curry. Very good. So they are, I like, I mean, they're from Scotland. Um, I don't think that like they have necessarily eaten this before, but they are definitely enjoying it. Um, so that's where you find them. All right. So Abbas uh, comes in, he sees them enjoying the his um, traditional Uduwashan food. He's very pleased to see that. Uh, then he just tells Dajanja, uh, uh, oh yeah, you're over here. Um, do you mind if I borrow our guests for like a few minutes? Oh, certainly, not at all. Something I need to uh, Oh, sorry, this is Ajita. Yeah, he says, um, no, of course not. In any case, I should uh, probably get on with my day. As if he's got a day to be getting on with, he really doesn't. Um, so he kind of stands up, makes a big show of like, you know, rolling his shoulders, uh, and then walks into the temple probably to like hang out. He's retired. He doesn't have any responsibilities. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, but just takes a seat uh, across from the table to the two uh, Scotlanders, and he says, uh, so... My niece Joan tells me something very interesting about you two. She says that you are Scotland loyalty, uh, royalty, not loyalty. Uh, such a pleasure to have your majesties here with us. I think uh, Johannes says, um, 
oh, we're not we're not majesties of anything. Okay, we are. I don't know. Uh, mother was the first cousin to the you know the king three generations ago or something. I can't even remember what it was now. They've killed off all of the main branch members and they just want to get the rest of us before we... I don't know. I don't even know what they think we're going to do. It's not like we're going to like stand up and demand that we be reinstated as monarchs. All we want to do is get away from that. But does it not anger you to know that Akros will come after you even when you pose no threat to them? That's why we're here. In Uduwasha, the Akarosi don't have power. That's what everybody says, and pretty obvious when you see the city. We just want to live a quiet life. Uh, you know, maybe I could learn to make pots or something. I don't know. As if, like, this is, this is a, like, it's probably the first time they are thinking about getting a job in any serious way. But yeah, they could be a potter. I think I will just give them a wry smile and say that Akros has power everywhere. There is no running from them. Wherever you go, whatever end of the world, they will find you or they will find your children. Because as every tyrant fears the worst, every tyrant will fear change. And you represent that. The immortal emperor will chase you wherever you go. The only way is to fight back. This is something I used to know deep in once upon a time, but now that feeling left me. But I think that feeling is coming back again. We can't wait for things to get better. We can't wait for someone else to fight our fights. Okay, I think this is a role because I don't think this is the first time they have heard a speech like this, and they are sick and tired of it. Um, so... Uh-huh. I'm sorry, yeah, I think, what it has, I think it's you're in a risky position because I think the risk here is you lose you lose this opportunity, not the rest of the crew, but they will like not engage with Abbas on this. Mm. Um, and I think you're currently at limited effect, which mm. is you could convince them that maybe this is true, but I yeah. don't think you can convince them that because this is true, they should stop running, as the fiction is now. I think, yeah. I think it also makes sense from Abbas's point of view, where he's not like really trying to convince them. He's almost trying to convince himself. Mm -hmm. Right. So, okay. Yeah. I want to assist here yes. in a pretty funny way. I All don't right. think mm -hmm. I'm present in the scene, but uh, I think that I had my roofball team here and we were preparing for a match yesterday when these people mm -hmm. arrive. And so I think in the speech, uh, it, it, like just before the scene, or maybe during it, it's been drifting in from outside. Like, well, boys and girls, it is time to seize our destiny. Victory! Yes. Victory above yeah. all! <laughs> we will not run away. We will not be afraid. <laughs> yeah, very good. So I will be giving a rousing speech to my team outside about how <laughs> surrender is not an it, option. It doesn't, it doesn't help that like, your very Akarosi <laughs> accent makes it clear that like, you are here yes. and present. Uh-huh. Yes. Exactly. So I think I'm assisting. I'm giving you a bonus dice. I don't think I can give more effect, but I can I can drive home that Yeah. Yeah. Akuros does not give up. Mm -hmm. I mean you can always push yourself for effect or trade position for effect. Both these things are permitted. 
I think I think I'm good. Like just because of fiction of like what Abbas is doing here. Like, uh, if, yeah, if, if, it makes sense. Have limited yeah. effect now and work on it later. Yeah, if if he, if I was was really trying to like explicitly convince them, then I would have yeah, done something. Yeah. But he's you know, all right. That's a word. Yeah. So I think that okay. I think it, I think until now it's been Johannes who's been speaking, right? Uh, and now Catherine lays a hand on Johannes's arm and looks at you and. She speaks in a much more kind of soft and quiet voice, right? And she says, um, you're right. We will never escape the shadow of the empire. But here, that shadow is so much further away. Can't you understand why we might just want to live in peace? Yes, maybe they will come find us. Maybe my children will become targets. But wouldn't it be nice for me to have the chance to fall in love with someone and have children? This is not a future that we were permitted in Scotland. And I think, like, she's not rude enough to, like, stand up and leave. But you can see in her face that, like, she's done talking about this. And Johannes kind of, like, notices her distress and looks at you and like, kind of just mouths, what the fuck, man, <laughs> right? Like, and he can't, sorry, they can't <laughs> really be um, more rude, right? You are literally the proprietor and the person who said yeah. we should take them in and so on. But like, you know. Yeah, I think Abbas is going to concede the, the point. He says, uh, I, I know, I'm not going to lie to you. I know what lies down the path that I'm talking about. It is not an easy path. And I do not blame you for walking away from it. I walked away from it myself. But maybe what's right for me is not right for everyone else. I'll leave you to it. Please enjoy your breakfast. I have an idea for, for what Vickers wants to do, but I don't think it has to be a scene. I just think that Vickers wants to find out that this is what they want. Like, they want to find a chance to have a family and start a future, something she mm -hmm. would be extremely sympathetic to. Uh, obviously, I'm going to pursue the angle of giving them a good future, same as Mirase's, except I'm going to go to the Scotland <laughs> refugees. Very because good. obviously, they yes. should be allowed to be with their Excellent. people. Oh, God. And I think this is what the sort of score we're setting up, because we have a Scovlander faction. In yeah, the city. and Joe, in fact, is, is connected to them. Exactly, yeah. So I think, after all, it makes sense for them to find a home with them. So I think, yeah, does it make sense for, for Vickers and Joan to work together on this? Do you think Joan would be receptive to such an idea? I think now, after the conversation with the snake, she would be. Yeah, so I don't want to bog us down with like no, more so, scenes yeah. of just conversation. But I think Vickers will like present this plan to Joan, that like we should get in touch with your contact after all. And we should give these people, like, you know, a safe harbor with their people. And, uh, yeah, then I think we will have to set up some sort of score to arrange that, however that will look, in which the hive will interfere. And we will probably see um, the consequences of that conversation in the score, so we don't need to see that right now. I think in that case, let's talk about what kind of score we're thinking here. It seems to me that it's like a social score, like, right? Like you're going to go and talk to some people, convince them to do something that maybe they 
don't really want to be doing. Yeah, I, I, the, the person we're talking to is Joan's yep. rival, right? So it automatically have stakes for that yep. reason. Correct. So I think we're having a score with Joan's rival to convince them to take these people in. Yeah. And then the hive and the is hive is, yes. So I came up with this idea of there already being some sort of claimant to the throne, sort yeah. of, in, amongst yeah. the refugees. Not the throne of Scovland as such, but like, yeah. Oh, well, perfect. We should, we should make contact with her. She'll oh, take these people in. They're related. <laughs> Indeed. We should care for her relatives. We will convince her that familial loyalty wins out, obviously. Mm. Like, if she is the local Scotland royal and she has a household, then she has a duty to take care of her cousins. That's what we did. That is what you did. That's much yes, better. Very good. Excellent. Yes. Yeah. Except this one was chosen by some sort of forgotten god in a hole. But yeah, Detail. we'll see. Detail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's her name? Uh, let's see. Her name is Her Royal Highness Freya. Freya, okay, cool. So we go to Joan's rival, we ask Joan's rival to set us up a meeting with Freya, and then we convince Freya that she has an obligation to take care of her relatives. If we can find Freya, yeah. Excellent. Okay, that, that too. Yeah. Well, then maybe we'll have to find her as part of the score. Either yeah. way, yes. I think, and I think this is Vickers very much in character, thinking that it's an outrage for these poor people to be abandoned by their family. They have family in town, what do you mean? Obviously, this must happen now. Excellent. Yeah, this makes yes. sense. Very good. Uh -huh. uh, okay, in that case, let's actually talk about engagement. I think we have enough here, unless you want to do some gather info. Oh, I did want to talk to ah, Morosim. Yes. Um, we, we don't have to have the scene because we have had a lot of those yeah. conversations. But I don't know. I, I do want to know like how okay. that went. I think. Yeah, I think let's make that let's make that like a fortune roll. Let's treat it somewhat like a gather info, right? Like you can find out what kinds of things he can offer you and what he's willing to uh, not just do but take as payment and so on, right? Um, okay. So here's how I think it's going to go. Uh, so quick scene, right? So I think I'm at some sort of local mm -hmm. bar where I meet Morosim. And Vickers can be there as well, because Vickers now has this idea, right? Of uh, of what is where exactly do you kind of like try to put, um, what are the names? Johannes and... Catherine. Catherine, yeah. So, and I'll look at Morosim and say, right, so we have... Two people. Um, I'll try to be discreet about them. It's a little bit hush-hush. But we have two people who very badly need to meet. Supposedly, there's some sort of Scovlander person in the in the hospitality ghetto in Bundervast. Some sort of Scovland person who claims to be royalty. I hear that she's hiding out as well. She ought to, I suppose, right? <laughs> uh, yes, but the two people that we have, they need to meet this person. In fact, they need to be smuggled over. As you are a discreet person, uh, representing a discreet organization, and he doesn't add that, so discreet that he doesn't even know what the organization's name is. Can you help us track down this this uh, this queen, so-called Queen Freya, and then help us bring our two friends over to meet her? As few people knowing about it as possible. Yeah, I think this is where you make the role. Yeah. I think this is risky because he's in yeah, it, he's in the shit with uh, his boss. And this is the kind of thing that maybe the Hive could make a profit on and could, him, and could get him off, off, out of the shit list. So 
Like you yeah. can do this, but like I think it's risky standard. Yeah, it's also probably a bad idea, but yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. But yeah, yeah. My my mm -hmm. question is, what is the goal here? Uh, if this works, will we like deal with the hive as a problem? No, right? What are we yeah, getting think, out of this action? I think like if this goes well, um, I think the risk here is that if it doesn't go well or it's mixed, then the hive is both a problem and a boon. But if it goes well, then actually the hive uh, helps us like actually transport and transport them, locate Queen Freya and all that, all the thing, all the legwork, right? Okay, so you're you're potentially dealing with the problem you introduced in one role. Yes. Then I will not assist you because I think it's funnier if it fails. Excellent. <laughs> yes, very good. <laughs> what are you rolling? Uh, concert. Do you have a deal's bargain for me? Mm. I think that it's entirely possible there is someone else in this bar who's also interested in Freya, and this person may overhear your. I have another devil's bargain. Oh, I. I if I may yeah, suggest one, uh, if players are allowed to suggest them, but I think it's fun to suggest them. I think a very fun Devil's Bargain would be that Morrison's counteroffer is that, oh, uh, yes, absolutely. By the way, uh, do you want to borrow some money? I've been in the task to lend some money to people. I heard about your father's illness. Maybe I could help with that? Incredible. And then you'll be in debt to the hive. Yes. Like medical debt to the yes. hive. I think that's very excellent. Good. I'm going yeah. to do that. Okay. Um, Hmm. The more you're in debt, the better it is for him, right? Let's say that, like, in fact, it is two coin, uh, which is not a small amount of money whatsoever. It is a fair, like, it's a, like um, enough money that, like, if someone looked looked at you and said, "Hey, do you want this this amount of cash for free?" You'd be like, "Wow, that's a lot." Um. So yeah, absolutely. Mark two coin if you like, oh God. and so yeah. So you will get two coin and owe like four. Well, probably. you know, you know the miracles of compound interest. Um, it'll be worth yeah, sixteen yeah. coin by the end of the month, probably. I got a three. Excellent. So I think what happens here is he looks at you and he says, "That's absolutely uh, something that we can do. Um, I will speak to my superior. Uh, his superior's name is be by her." The same yes. person from Gully yes, Gully Gully. Mm -hmm. um, he says, yes, I will speak to V. I'll get all this figured out. Don't even worry about it. Uh, and, you know, just send me the details. And he is 100% lying, uh, which is to say he's going to tell V and V <laughs> is going to make a play on her own terms uh, to make her own money. Well, that just makes the score more interesting. So I will not resist. Yeah. Okay, that's Morosim uh, leaves and we kind of finish our drinks and we're heading back and say, you know, Vickers, I think I'm getting the hang of this uh, this skullduggery business. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Vickers I mean, says. and then I kind of like jangle my coins. Like, uh -huh. made quite a tidy profit out of it as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Vickers will look we're very happy with this and have little understanding of problems and we can wrap this very up. good yeah okay perfect would anyone else like to do any gathering more on mirrors <laughs> yeah sorry would anyone else like to do any gathering for? Uh, no I would like to get to the action but if someone else wants to gather info go ahead it doesn't seem like it um, so Let's run through the engagement questions. We start with one die for sheer luck. 
Is this operation particularly bold or daring? Take plus one die. I would yes, say so. I, I think it is. We're handling revolutionary royalty, yes. so yes. Is it overly complex or contingent on many factors? It does appear to be the case that it is, right? Because there's the hive, yes. there's yes, it several is. different factions in the revolutionaries, uh -huh. yeah. Um, we want to hand these people over to someone who doesn't want to yes. be found. Yes. Um, does the plan's detail expose the vulnerability of the target or hit them where they are weakest? Given that the target here are the revolutionaries, not at no. all. And in fact, the answer to the next question nope. is the target strongest against this approach, or do they have particular defenses or special preparations? They absolutely do. They don't want to be found. Um, yes. so you, you will yep. lose the time. Zero dice so far. Zero. Yes. Can any of your friends or contacts mm -hmm. provide aid or insight for this operation? Uh, did that count as aid? No, no, no. I don't think. In fact, it's gonna come up in a in a sec. But yeah, it did not count as aid. Uh, oh yeah, I was about to say Jones contact could, but Jones contact it's is a rival. rival. Yeah, you're very lucky that like you yeah. can't lose more than one die for enemies or rivals uh -huh. sharing because both the hive and Jones rival is, are involved. Currently at minus one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think any of my contacts make any sort of sense. No, I don't want to bring uh, them in yet. Uh, my no, my uh, contact in the Tardal Ajanib is also a rifle. So, <laughs> <laughs> and the last question: Are there any other elements you want to consider? Unfortunately, I want to propose one. I don't know if this is like uh, legit or not, but we have a god of time and you know uh, randomness, I suppose, to an extent, and, and all that. And we are doing exactly what is our God's precepts and principles. Is there any sort of divine luck that follows us around? Mm -hmm. I don't think that you have earned that. Because this would set a precedent. Yeah, it... I think we should take a okay. special ability for that yeah. down the line. Yeah. Okay. But I don't think we, right. like, it's a cool idea, but we don't have anything on our sheet for it yet. Yeah. So I think it can be a special ability of some sort. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. We have to prove ourselves to the god yeah, as well. Exactly. If yeah, you succeed at this, exactly. you can start like chipping away at that, right? But you haven't got there yet. So we zero have zero dice. dice. Are we doing the engagement roll and then taking a quick yes, break? Okay. Hmm? Who would like to roll? It uh, seems like either Abbas or Miraz. Actually, or Joan. Yes, I think I think it makes sense to have Joan roll. Yeah. But in that case, Asha. Excellent. Zero dice. Zero dice. Two dice, take the lowest. You roll we get five, a one. But you will keep we the get one. A one. Yes. So you will start in Good. a desperate position. Meet back in five minutes while I think about all the things that can go wrong. And so blows out our brief candle. I named the disciples of the ceaseless temple thus with both their false names and true. Saumitri called Tree as the GM. Zoheb called Cloud as Miraz. Prince as Vickers. Emma as Joan. Adiyat called Soap as Abbas. Blades in the Dark and the original inspiration for Udo Asha by John Harper and Evil Hat Productions. Iruvian Playbooks by John Stone Metzger. Jalandahar 
Intro music by Kevin McLeod. Outro music in Kiravani Ragam by Yusri Nivas. Follow us at Desperate Attune on Twitter or email us at desperateattune at gmail.com. Support us at ko-fi.com slash desperateattune.